The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Welcome back. It is the home stretch here on Silver and Black today, the 4th of July edition. Yes, we are celebrating our country. We are celebrating Al Davis, his birthday today on the 4th of July, 1929, Brockton, Massachusetts. We are doing that. And I say we. He is Mo Moten. He's a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also, the columnist covering the Raiders. You can see him once a week there on sportsnot.com. If you want Raiders-only content, he is there. I am Scott Cobranson, your co-host. You can follow us on Twitter. Mo is Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at L-V Gully. The show is S-N-B Today on Twitter as well. Okay, Mo, let's jump in. A couple of things popped out this week. One was around Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we all know, and again, I preface this discussion because people will go crazy if I don't preface the discussion because that's how people do things. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo has a health issue. He can't stay on the field, okay? Number one. So before we talk about any of this, we know this. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. If you don't know Latin, you can look it up. Ad nauseum on the show. Uh, so we understand that, but... Warren Sharp, of course, from Sharp Football, uh, posted a, a, a list on Twitter of the top quarterbacks passing from the pocket. And this is ranked by EPA. EPA that's an NFL stat, which is, I'm going to educate folks here, Mo, you ready? And I didn't know what EPA was until I looked it up after I saw this, which is expected points added. 
This is the measure of success which defines the value of each play by the effect it has on the offense's likelihood to score. And just so you know, in the NFL, you win when you score more points. Okay? Just pre <laughs> prefacing that. Because <laughs> putting up a million passing yards doesn't matter if you don't score. Anyway, top passing quarterbacks from the pocket. Let's read these off. You ready? Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Not a surprise. Tua Tungavailoa. Tungavailoa. I'm tongue-tied today. Jared Goff <laughs> is number three. That's a surprise, right? And number four, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Mo, of course, those folks who hate Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and, and I say hate, I, I, that's a strong word, who don't like the signing of Jimmy Garoppolo, with good reason because of his injury history, uh, use this and said, oh, who cares, right? But he ranks ahead of Josh Allen. Talk about, to me now, this is this very important stat because if you know about Josh McDaniel's system, this is where everybody, oh, we got to get a running quarterback who can move. That's not what Josh McDaniels does. You have to understand the coach. And, okay, if you don't like the coach, fine. But that's the system. If you watch the Patriots, Tom Brady was not a very mobile guy, okay? But he succeeded because they stay in the pocket. They run the system. Jimmy Garoppolo for that system is made for that system. And to me, Mr. Moten, this is why this number four ranking of a pocket passer tells you why it gives you insight into why Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, despite the injury history, went for Garoppolo versus some other mobile quarterback or a younger guy. A few things here, and I'm gonna try not to go off on a tangent. Okay, the, number, <laughs> the first thing, the first thing is the EPA analytical stat. A lot, it's becoming more prevalent uh, among uh, analysts now using that yeah. stat. Now that it's becoming the measuring stick, I know a lot of people. Uh, a lot of other outlets use it and they champion it as the, you know, the analytical stat that they refer to. So I, I've I've actually dabbled in a little bit of EPA. I've actually included it in some of my pieces at Bleacher Report. So that's number one. Number two, I, I, I quote tweeted this stat or list from Warren Sharp cautiously with a thinking emoji because there he had a stat recently that he put out and it was inaccurate. You were on that thread. I was. So it was. It was a Raider related stat and. Uh, fans immediately questioned it because it was inaccurate. It was an inaccuracy there. So I didn't, I didn't delve into the list or, or the numbers because not to question Warren Sharp because he does great work over there with his, his publication. But you don't know where these numbers are, are coming from as far as how they were composed. Are there any mistakes? Who put these numbers together? But let's say, mm -hmm. let's take it at face value and say these are all correct, right? Jimmy Garoppolo being number four, you, you hit the nail on the head there. This is exactly what Josh McDaniels wants. He wants a pocket-passing quarterback. So all the people who went crazy when Lamar Jackson was going through his contract situation with the Baltimore Ravens, oh, the Raiders should go out and get Lamar Jackson. All oh, the Raiders should draft Anthony Richardson. Mm. Those quarterbacks don't fit the mold of what Josh McDaniels has wanted. I know he's had Tom Brady for a long stretch, and Tom Brady is, an, is great. He's, he's, a, he's a living legend. But Jarrett Stidham. Now, he's mobile. He, he's known as a dual threat, I think, coming out of high school and college. But he's not a guy that's going to take off running for three, four hundred no. yards. He's a pocket passing quarterback. Uh, I know. I know. Josh McDaniels had Tim Tebow when he was with Denver. But if you look at his history, for the most part, he's dealt with quarterbacks who stick to the pocket. And when he's had quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks, it hasn't worked out for him. I just mentioned Tim Tebow, not a great quarterback in the NFL. I believe he completed under fifty percent of his passes for his career. Yeah, people bring up Cam Newton. Cam Newton had his worst season 
in New England, in New England. under Josh McDaniels. And right. I keep and I keep stressing this. And people say, well, the Josh McDaniels had Cam Newton. Why would he want to sign number one? Why wouldn't he want to sign Cam Newton or get a mobile quarterback? And I will and I'll say this again. The Patriots signed Cam Newton late June. He was not a priority option. He was the mm. last option. Right. <laughs> he was the right. option that they had after Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, and the Patriots didn't really have a succession play at the quarterback position. They were desperate, so they signed Cam Newton. He was available. Doesn't work for Josh McDaniels as far yeah. as mobile quarterbacks. He wants a guy that's going to sit in the pocket, take some hits. Unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo is a little brittle there, but he wants a quarterback that's going to sit in the pocket, take some hits, and deliver a ball down the football field and be efficient. And that's exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo is when he's healthy. And this is why during draft time, I was in favor of CJ Stroud out of any of the quarterbacks because he fits the mold. People see, they see CJ Stroud and they assume because a lot of people don't watch Ohio state. And I understand I hate Ohio state too, but nonetheless, he's not a running quarterback. He's a pocket passer. Not Bryce young moves around a lot more. Anthony Richardson, the the future tight end, he moves around more. (laughs) Will Levis is Will Levis. But but to me, that's where I, I see people. And again, I don't expect fans to understand offenses. Like fans just want their team to win. I get it. But if you have a little bit of understanding and know that you need a pocket passer. By the way, Derek Carr on this list, it was 150 pass attempts was the number. Uh, ranked 19th behind Lamar Jackson, by the way. Just one spot behind Lamar Jackson. And again, you, people look at the list and say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is not better than Lamar. It's not about being better. A better athlete it's about being a pocket passer so very interesting also the other stat that popped out mo was the as you saw created another car wars episode which was uh red zone scoring Ooh, percentage man. Derek carr was what 27th or something with 33 percent he was, he was, he was he dead 30? last oh he was dead last that's what it he was. was he was dead last Hi, you're so negative Sorry, but I, I just I knew <laughs> was, I knew he struggled in the red zone, but Scott, he was out of like maybe 20, 25 names, he was dead last behind guys like Taylor Heineke. Behind I mean Geno Smith had a bounce back year, but Taylor Heineke being higher than Derek Carr in this list was eye-opening to me. Yeah. I was on a Jets podcast last offseason. I talked about you know, the, the positives and negatives of Derek Carr, because at the time, the Jets were considering Derek Carr. If you remember, there was some connection yeah. there. Will Derek Carr come to New York? People were saying, well, he's not built for the media here and whatnot. But I told one of the, the podcasters, Paul over there, Boy Green on Twitter, Boy Green 25 on Twitter is a great friend of mine now. Uh, I, Derek Carr, not good in the red zone. And I, and I had the numbers in front of me. Derek Carr was worse than Zach Wilson in completion rate. <laughs> And production in the red zone. Can you imagine that? Zach Wilson, who is a bust, Derek Carr had lesser numbers than him in the red zone. And I was like, yeah. if you're going to sign Derek Carr, understand you're going to need a running back who's going to have to close drives for you because Derek Carr struggles inside the 20. And I posed yeah. this question on Twitter and I said, I wonder if the Saints have a contingency plan if Derek Carr's red zone struggles continue. They have Taysom Hill, who they use as a gadget quarterback sometimes, a running back wide receiver. I can see that being an option for them. I don't want to turn this into a Saints podcast, but since we're on the subject saying this, Raiders fans know how Derek Carr struggled in the red zone. Jimmy G a lot more efficient when he's at the top of his game. That's where things could change because people want to say, well, the Raiders sucked in the red zone. Part of that is because of the quarterback. And isn't isn't Kelly Kreiner's, Favorite player still there too, Jameis. 
Jameis, who still thinks he's a starting quarterback in this league, I still think he could be, but he's he's got to leave yeah. New Orleans if that's going to happen. But my point is, in short yardage goal line situations, I can see him going in there because it gives you an option, right? It gives you an option to run the ball and do things a little bit differently. So, And, and again, before you start screaming, why are you still talking about Derek Carr? We talk about the list because he ranked last. Jimmy Garoppolo was in the top five again. Yep. In that list, scoring in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Again, system quarterback, pocket passer, dumps the ball off what Tom Brady built his whole career on. So we bring that up because people want to sometimes take how they feel about a player or the negatives. In this case, Jimmy Garoppolo, you and I talk about the negative all the time. He can't stay on the field. When he is on the field, though, he scores in the red zone and he's good in the pocket. Just just to make that clear, that's kind of that's where that discussion came from. But we also bring this up simply because, and it's, this is not a Derek Carr discussion. This is no. more of a, a red zone discussion. Right. So as fans listening to this know, the Raiders have struggled in the red zone, right? So I, so this is this is a Raiders For the discussion. last five years. Right. Part, <laughs> part of that, it's not all in the quarterback, but part of that no. is the quarterback. So sure. if, if the numbers bear out and Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback in the red zone, the Raiders could see some improvement in that area. Now, let's see if he stays on the field. Yep. But he has the offensive playmakers to get the job done once the Raiders get inside the 20. We spoke about, I spoke about Devontae Adams. I mentioned Jacoby Myers. Hunter Renfro is still there. If Josh Jacobs signs, they, or they come to a, an agreement with him, you can close the red zone with him. Samir mm-hmm. White can come on. They, he has all sorts of options once he gets inside the red zone. Now, I know the Fortnite is a different, different team, different play caller. And some of that bears on Josh Daniels. He's got to he's got to change his play calling, so to speak, too. But I, I think if if those numbers translate, the Raiders should see some improvement inside the twenty yard line. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and we're going to talk about josh jake excuse me talk about josh mcdaniels and his play calling here in a second but the one point i want to make too because a lot of folks talk about when we talked about when, when, when Derek carr was still with the raiders we talked about the raiders offense we talked about the raiders losing games the offense, or excuse me, the defense has not been good. We know that. We talk about it. A lot of people want to blame what happened with the Raiders just on the defense. And that's a fair point, which is if the Raiders play better defense, they probably win more games. No question. But 
red zone offense has nothing to do with defense. <laughs> Let me just say, I don't care if your defense sucks, you could still score 60% of the time in the red zone when you have the ball there. I'm not saying you'll be there as much, right? Because your defense doesn't flip the field for you. But just to make that clear. Now, the other thing you talked about was Josh McDaniels. We also saw another tweet that triggered a lot of people, a, a ranking of current NFL offensive play callers. The PCA model looks at how efficient play callers have been in various personnel packages and how often they've passed the ball in those packages. So this is the ranking. For, it's called uh, ranking current uh, NFL offensive play calls, formation efficiency and market expectations. This is 2016 through 2022. That said, 2016 through 22, you have Kyle Shanahan from the 49ers. You just talked about him, Mo, number one. Number two, Andy Reid. Not surprised. I would expect him to be number one, actually. Number three, dun, 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 Josh McDaniels. Now, when this came out, I retweeted it and said, it makes sense to me, actually, what the stat is based off of and what he's done, but that doesn't count the game management it doesn't count clock management which josh mcdaniel was brutal at last year was completely in my view inept for most of the season talk mm -hmm. about this and i think again you have to compartmentalize the stat from the result because josh mcdaniel's overall outside the early part of the year i think when he was still trying to get back into being a head coach i didn't have a problem with his play calling as the season went on i had a problem with how he managed the game now, first of all, I want to say to preface this conversation, the list was weighted by EP. The EPA is weighted by personnel usage for defined packages rather than being separate variables. So that that's part of the the list of the the, the graph that was put out there. So there's that EPA stat again. Again, that's mm -hmm. a very important stat for the analytical crowd, for the crowd that's into analytics out there. Very important stat. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, learn EPA because it's becoming more prevalent. But I, I will say about where Josh McDaniels list on ranks on that list is it's not surprising to me because I've said on previous shows that I believe Josh McDaniels is a pretty good play caller. Right. The problem is his management. Mm. And I said this during the season last year when the Raiders were losing games. I said, you got to feed Josh Jacobs. And he yes. it took him a month to figure that out. It took him a month to figure out, wow, Derek Carr is struggling. I need to hand the ball to Josh Jacobs maybe 25 to 30 times. And when he finally did it starting in October, the Raiders started winning football games. Was, but, you know, the defense wasn't great. Derek Carr continued to struggle. Then the season went sideways. But I think he just he just mismanaged things from a from a decision-making standpoint. Now, mm -hmm. some people say that factors into play calling. But I, I think it's a little – you have to make the differentiation between managing talent and making a play call and the success of it because estimated point points added. That's I guess that's where it comes from. But – I think overall, when you look at Josh McDaniels as a play caller, you don't you don't put him on the same tier as a Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan has had so much success and been in, and been in the success. Super Bowl, been in the Super Bowls, yes. and Josh McDaniels has it. So you look at them and say they don't even compare. But I think if they both get guys that fit their system, and this goes back to our conversation about why Jimmy G is a good fit and why they went out and got Jimmy G. I think you see more success. Again, the Raiders were a top twelve offense in scoring in yards. Last year, even with Derek Carr's struggles, even with how clunky it looked for the Raiders overall, the Raiders' offense was still top 12 in scoring in yards. I know people, yeah. some people want to say, well, scoring overall was down. Well, it wasn't just down for the Raiders. It wasn't just down for a few teams. If, if we're looking at an even playing field, 
with even with the scoring what it was, the Raiders were still 12th. Yeah, it was still able to score points. They with were Josh McDaniels in his first year with a quarterback who clearly didn't fit what he was trying to do, and that's why he got rid of him for another quarterback. So you have to give him his props for that. The problem, the blown leads, that's that's what yes, and Absolutely. that's not that's not right. That's not part of this 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 ranking this list, but the no. blown leads are the problem. Had the Raiders not blown five double digit second half leads and at least you know came out with win with three of them. Yeah. You're talking about a nine and eight team, and I think the temperature on Josh McDaniels would be a lot, a lot different. The talk, the discussion about it would be a lot different. But they did blow those leads, and that's something I think he also has to fix. Absolutely. And listen, I am far from sold on Josh McDaniels long term. So I, I'm with the fans out there who have have some reservations or a lot of reservations because of what happened, because of the blown leads, because of the game management. Clock management was not good too at times, which is why they blew some of those leads as well. And so, so that decision-making, that's, that's the executive management. That's the CEO position of the football team on the football field. And I think that's where he struggled. But from a play-calling perspective, I know some people don't want to give the guy any credit for anything because they don't like him, but that's not, on, that's not intellectually honest. So that's why we brought this conversation up to talk about the fact that, especially after those first three games, and you talked about Josh Jacobs and his usage, when he went to Josh Jacobs, clearly – he got the clue and understood it because that's why Josh Jacobs won the rushing title. And oh, by the way, for those of you still maligning people like Jermaine Illuminor and that offensive line, you don't lead the league in rushing behind a terrible offensive line. I'll just say that, right? doesn't matter how good you are. Okay, if you're Barry Sanders, maybe. But other than that, um, so, so there's a lot that's going positive with this team, including the coach. They just got to put it all together. It should be interesting. And listen, when we get to camp, we're going to find out more. But with Josh McDaniels, we won't know till you know a quarter or a third of the way season through whether or not he's learned from past mistakes, whether he learned from last, whether this team can get a lead and keep it in games when they have the lead uh, versus what they did last year. So it, it's 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 a mixed bag. I understand it, but we want to talk about the positive. People always sometimes say we're too negative. We're giving you some positives here about the coach, uh, and we hope you appreciate them. And it's worthy of discussion. People were coming at me on Twitter when I retweeted the, the Jimmy Garoppolo stat about him being top five in the red zone. People were like, oh, you're, you're trying to give us false hope, Mo? And I'm like, I didn't no. even say anything. I just put a thinking emoji and I retweeted it to put it out there. Because a lot of times I retweet things just to have fans have a discussion without It wasn't me. a subtweet. You were just sharing. Right. right. I was right. just sharing the stat. It, it wasn't. Right. I, sometimes I put tweets out there like that without putting my opinion, just so fans can have their own opinion without me injecting what I have to say over what other people have to say. So right. I just let the let the discussion go where it's going to go. And I just took a peek at the replies and a lot of replies like, oh, you're trying to give us false hope about Jimmy Garoppolo being a decent quarterback. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to put the numbers. These are the numbers. You can't argue. Numbers are the numbers. Now you can, can numbers need context, of course. The 49ers had a, had a great rushing attack. Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind at, at you know, gouging defensive lines with his with his ball carriers and and getting a good rushing game going but jimmy garoppolo's numbers bear out that, that he's a pretty efficient quarterback when he's on the field at the top of his game now you're not gonna have the vertical game that al davis that the late great al davis once wanted but you're gonna have less turnovers Derek Carr had some turnovers last not some he had several turnovers last year <laughs> probably was one of his most turnover prone years seasons as a pro Right. But you're going to have fewer turnovers, 
and you're going to have less mistakes and you're going to have a, a guy who, again, who's not afraid, not to say Derek Carr was, but a guy who's not afraid to sit in the pocket, take a couple of hits, even though he's probably, he might get hurt. <laughs> he's going to take a couple of hits and fire an accurate ball in the middle, in the middle of the numbers. Now he doesn't throw well outside the numbers, but in the middle of the field, and this is why I think Michael Mary, your guy, Notre Dame, is going to flourish very early because that's where Jimmy Garoppolo that's where he uh, lives. You know, that's where he feasts on defense. Yeah. The middle, the middle of the field, the hashes in between the numbers. That's where he's at his best throwing. And it might be part of the reason he gets injured too. But, uh, and, and again, this is not a criticism of Derek Carr per se, as it is just an observation, which is Derek Carr in the pocket when the pocket is collapsing gets a little bit of happy feet. Now, there were a couple of years under John Gruden where he really improved on that. We saw some regression last year. Jimmy G, I don't know if it's personality thing or whatever. He just remains calm. He just He's very calm in the pocket, which is why the numbers we're talking about pocket passing. He tends to just stick in the pocket, which might get him injured, but nonetheless, they're just different. They're, they're, the way he sits in there, the poise he has in the pocket, and I'm not saying Jimmy G's a Hall of Famer. Please don't take me wrong. I'm just making the observation that when the pocket collapses around him or there's pressure, Garoppolo tends to kind of hang in there a little more than we saw Derek Carr do. So we'll see if that ends up in more injury or if it ends up in the Raiders being more efficient in that offense. So we'll see how it all goes down. All right, that's going to close out the show on this 4th of July. Mo, before we go, of course, you got everything going on on Bleacher Report, everything going on Sports Not. Let people know what's coming up this holiday week for you that folks, uh, fine folks out there need to read. Well, as I spoke with Scott before I got on and went live with you all today, I'm going to have a piece on DeAndre Hopkins. Which teams would be contenders with DeAndre Hopkins on it? Maybe the Raiders sneak on that list. I, there were some Raider fans who said DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams, which would be a dream scenario. <laughs> is, is Do the Raiders make the list? Find out. Over on Sports Not, more training camp previews. Just about just going through, again, I, I had a, a question about each position. I think I'm going to go positive and, and just some things that we can look forward to about each position on the roster. Cause as, as Scott said, a lot of fans say, Oh, you're too negative And there's not a lot <laughs> positive coming out of Raiders before training camp. Well, I'm going to give you some positive. I'm going to give you some of the good stuff to look forward to before we head into training camp, which is up in a couple of weeks. Yes. Make sure you do that. Make sure you read all most stuff. Follow him on Twitter at M O E M O T O N. Uh, the Midtown Mo t-shirts will be here for the regular <laughs> season and you can purchase those. And I think we'll donate the money back to the One Nation Foundation, our good friend Murph. All right, Mo, have a great week, man. We will see you in just a couple of days. We'll see you on Thursday. Yep, enjoy the fourth. And shout out to Dan Salas, our guy, Dan Salas19 on Twitter. We talked about living the American dream. The guy has yeah. just closed on a very nice home. And, and you want to talk about a guy who's who comes from a generation of, I, I guess, people who are not, not I guess, but people who are not from America to, yeah. to build his way up and to have what he has today. Shout out to him. I, I I watch his Twitter and I and I see what this op, what this country can afford people who work hard. And he's a he's a prime example of that. So shout out to him because I know he's a good he's a good listener of the show. He's a loyal supporter of the show. So shout out to Dan doing his thing out there. That's right. I and and a shout out to uh, up up above to my in laws who brought my wife here. If I would not have met my wife if they had not come from Cuba uh, in search of a better life. So good deal. All right, Mo. We'll talk to you Thursday. Sounds good. All right, for everybody here at Silver and Black today, happy 4th of July. Uh, and we want to thank our producer, Mike Robier. We want to thank Momotin. I am Scott Branson. Do me a favor. Enjoy your 4th of July, but do not, I repeat, do not drink and drive. If you had too much to drink, 
make sure you Uber, cab, whatever you got to do, call a friend, get home, but let's make it a safe and sane holiday for everybody out there. We want to see you around when the football season rolls around. So for everybody here at Silver and Black today, happy 4th of July. Enjoy your day off. We will talk to you on Thursday. Take care, everybody. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.